0: Hey there, and welcome to On the Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing, and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking
1: for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way.
0: Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and
1: more. Got a question? Comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search
0: on the Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Oh, how are we? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, good.
1: It's um it's nice I can't say sunny day here, where um is it El Nino or Lel Nino? I don't know how you say that. The one that it's gonna be really wet summer, that's what we're having this year.
0: I've never heard of that before. Is this another <sighs> Australian thing? No! <laughs>
1: i think it's el nino there's el el nino i don't know oh let me google them anyway it's the one that means you're going to have a wet summer so
0: like
1: lots of it's overcasty but it's really humid and muggy and
0: yeah wow yeah it's now three times as likely australia's summer period will be affected by la niña
1: there you is go, that- La Niña. So yeah, that's the wet one, and then the other one I think is a dry season. So yeah.
0: <laughs> ah, I think- oh wait, yeah, there's two El Niño and La Niña. Wait, is that the same thing? Yeah. No, they're two different.
1: So that's the thing. So it's not an Aussie thing. It's a world thing. Uh, what? One's like a wet summer, and I think ah, the other one's I'm going to say a dry summer, but most summers are dry. Maybe it's a dry winter. I don't know. Uh, oh, we're
0: having a wet summer, so there you go. <laughs> I've just googled it, so anyone who's like screaming at the podcast, this is the answer. And I know it now. Okay, so uh-huh. El Niño generally leads to drier and hotter conditions, whilst whilst La Niña, yeah, sorry if I'm butchering that name. By the way, usually leads to cooler and wetter conditions. Oh, yeah. so it's more humid.
1: Yeah, so it's really humid. Ooh, like I'm in mean, shorts and a t-shirt uh, clearly working from home today. And um, it's really, yeah, it's just muggy and your clothes don't dry on the clothesline and it's going to be, and it rains all the time.
0: See, when I think of Australia, I just think of like gorgeous summers and, you know, hot weather all the time. I don't think about winter or rain or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Well, we said we don't really have, well, yeah, I'm on the coast sort of in Sydney and we don't really have too crazy like it's not that cold in winter but um summers can get really hot and like two years ago we had all the bushfires and everything and we had like a couple of weeks where it was 40 degrees every day so mm-hmm. that's that's hot but it's not going to be a hot summer like that at all this year
0: oh god that's kind of a good thing though 40 is too hot
1: Yeah, 40 is a bit hot, but you know what? We put a pool in last year Mm -hmm. because the summer before was so stifling hot and then last summer it wasn't really that hot and now we're going to have a wet summer. It's like so glad we put the pool in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, just stand outside anyway, you're going to get wet.
1: Exactly. So, But the boys love it. They still want to go in the pool even when it's the middle of winter or if it's raining. (laughs) I'm like, as long as there's no thunderstorms, you'll be fine. God. parenting 101
0: so that's me and my weather here in Sydney uh how are you going in Japan it's winter season here and um I still somehow got bitten by mosquitoes so you know love that for me it's what I think highs of 15 right now and mosquitoes should die when it's under like 20 degrees um so I have no idea how I got bit but Um, for anyone else with this syndrome, Skeeter syndrome, which is a severe allergy to mosquito bites, whereby where you've been bitten, the reaction spreads across that part of your body to the point where you look like you've got elephantitis. So I got bit on my face. So that was amazing. Um, I had to, you know, rush to the doctors, which they say hospital here, which makes it sound really severe, but, you know, wow. just rushed to the doctors um, got some cream. I got some antihistamines and thankfully, touch wood, they did not, in fact, get that bad. So they're still there. And I actually got bit again yesterday. So we killed a mosquito and then I think we've got another one. So, Wow. I know and
1: you know it. the funny thing is anyone that's listening my son reacts to mosquito bites really bad and turns into elephant man as well and <laughs> holly thought she was the only one out there yeah from it and when she told me i couldn't help but laughing <laughs> and had to send her a photo of my son looking like elephant man <laughs> the day of his school photos
0: <laughs> oh that's going to be a story and a half though when he has to you know tell friends family kids whatever
1: yeah, why he looked so bad. So, yeah, Holly, I uh, completely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> but
0: see, this is the thing.
1: when you told me, I'm like, do they have mosquitoes in Japan? <laughs> I thought it was an Australian thing.
0: So there you go. <laughs> you're learning every day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, back to the episode for today. The episode topic is bad habits really do lead to late nights taken mm. from the newer. Ed Sheeran song Bad Habits Lead to Late Nights you know all oh yeah kudos goes to him yeah is that did you not know that <laughs> no <laughs> oh no see I I'm in charge of like writing like the titles for them since I'm the digital marketer so yeah. I love going off on like um putting like song titles into there because song um I mean not singing um Music is like a passion of mine anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm something. just the one that goes,
1: oh, yeah, that sounds good. Let's chat about that because I can talk underwater water and talk about anything. So I always just read that as like, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, gra- grammatically it makes sense. Grammatically
1: though. it's fine. Yeah, I completely get what you mean. Like agree 100% and good old Ed Sheeran.
0: Good old Ed Sheeran. So, yeah, all kudos goes to him for that inspiration. But, yes. Essentially, today's topic is the worst recruiting habits you're probably making if you are someone in the recruitment sector or has a responsibility in recruiting. Also, the worst marketing habits you're probably making. So I am a digital marketer and yeah, I want to give you some tips and tricks to help you relieve those habits that you're probably making. And Kate is the recruitment expert, so she will take the leads on the recruitment habits.
1: That's how it's going to work. Sounds good. So I'm the one that prints everything out, environmentally (laughs) friendly 101. That's me. And (laughs) so I've got my little printed sheet here. So Holly, what do you want to do? Do you want to go through all the marketing ones and then all the recruitment ones? Or do you want to do one for one? What do you want to do?
0: Let's flip-flop. Let's do one-on-one. Okay.
1: Do you want to go first?
0: Cool. All right. So the first marketing bad habit that you are probably making is waste. Well, okay. Let me just preface this, I work usually on LinkedIn. So this works especially on LinkedIn but any other social media platforms and even on your website, this also is relative to that as well. So the first one is wasting your cover photo. Um, So the cover photo on LinkedIn or your profile picture if you're on Facebook or Instagram, if you're using that as a business platform, use it wisely. So your cover photo should have at least 60% of your face in there. I know that's a really weird statistic, but um, yeah, don't... 60% don't... of your face. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> at least visible. So, you know, when people use their profile picture or cover photo and they're like showing their kids or their pets or, you know, it's a group photo on a night out that they Yeah, they that's have.
1: so professional, but yeah, okay. Oh, yeah.
0: For sure. As long as you can see 60% of your face and it's just yourself. So mm-hmm. get rid of the uh, pictures of your friends in there. I know it might. Dog. And the dog, get rid of the dog. Just get him out. <laughs> yeah. um, you can use any of those photos in later content. That's absolutely fine. But your profile picture or cover photo is going to be the thing that stands out the most when you're first making that impression. So that's my top tip and with your website the first third of your website somewhere in that first third should have your picture in there that's one thing so many people miss out on because your company essentially is you you are representing yourself when you have a company so if you're not using that space wisely and you're not having that face in there when people look at your website they're just going to see your website and they're just going to see the business what makes you stand out is showing yourself so that people know oh there's Kate I know who I'm going to be talking to (laughs) that's what she looks like oh
1: she looks good (laughs) but no I agree I agree 100% with that because you think about how many websites you look at and it's yeah just the branding or the company but you don't really know who's who or who you're talking to
0: and it's so bland as well like okay Mm. like of course we want to talk business but who who am I talking to you know Yeah. who's the team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Interesting.
1: Um, All right. So from a recruitment point of view, the number one bad habit or mistake that is made a lot is not getting back to candidates in a timely manner. And this is from the actual recruiter getting back to the candidate. So whether that's you've interviewed them and they are just not quite what the client's looking for get back to them in a timely manner and let them know that. So I sort of, with candidates, if I sort of have that sort of feeling, I'll say to them, look, I'll, I'll get back to you in the next 24 hours or I'll give you a call on, let's say, Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever day it is, and and pick up the phone and call them and yeah. tell them and explain to them, okay, this is why you're not moving to the next stage. Um, this is what the client's looking for. This is where sort of you need to improve. Also, if you've got a candidate that has interviewed with the client and the client hasn't got back to you with feedback because they've been in meetings or they've been busy, keep the candidate informed. Even if no news, even if you have no news, still call them, still ring them and yeah. say, look, I'm still waiting to hear back. This is where we're at. This is why I haven't heard from them. As soon as I do hear from them. I will let you know. So then that way they're not sitting around sort of going, what's going on? What's going on? It's you're having that open communication and you never know when a candidate's going to turn into a client, number one. Mm-hmm. But also, this candidate has really put themselves out there. And we've all gone for jobs before and know what it's like and those feelings. So if you can help somebody and just keep their mind at ease, if it costs you five minutes on a phone call, just do it.
0: Yeah
1: that's the biggest thing that's that's my top tip
0: no and that's it's so true just having that open honest communication with someone it you know as you are a entrepreneur and you are a self-made business person you're just by yourself of course I help Mm -hmm. out um so we're kind of a team in that way but at the same time you know you are there and your business you are representing yourself when you're talking to candidates and clients and you always want to make it a positive atmosphere and leave it on a positive note. Because again, like you said, you never know when that candidate is going to be perfect for the next job that comes along. And if you've made a bad impression and, you know, left them on red or left them wondering, well, what did I do wrong? They're not going to want to trust you again.
1: Exactly. And if they didn't, weren't successful for that role, you Mm -hmm. then look like, an absolute monkey when you ring them back in two months time so and go I've got this role and they're gonna go nah why am I gonna deal with you where you couldn't be bothered to pick up the phone yeah so you've, you've just gotta yeah treat treat everybody how you'd like to be treated oh
0: I love that mantra yes
1: <laughs> it's not a song but I'm sure it's a song
0: somewhere <laughs> probably I'd probably google it put it in the next one put it in the next episode <laughs> at least we'll know where, where it came from there yeah, exactly. So my next one, the bad habit. So if you can hear my boyfriend in the background blowing his nose, bless him, he's got a cold. Oh. Not COVID. It's not COVID, everyone. Not it's, COVID. It's <laughs> no, it's fine. He's fine. Um. So the second one, the marketing bad habit is not having an audience statement. So what I mean by an audience statement is not putting a definition as to who your niche target is, why you're helping that particular niche target, i.e. what is your expertise in that industry and the what can you do to help them. So like we've got on your um, LinkedIn, Kate, I believe it's something like helping aged care, home care, NDIS, you're Mm -hmm. representing your who, Um, find top talent. I I don't know this. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Finding top Yeah, wait, I can actually pull it up. What am I doing? (laughs) It's not printed out, so I don't have it. (laughs) It's your profile. (laughs) No, I'm the digital marketer here, so um, I'm always on my computer. Yeah, I've got it. It's helping aged care facilities, home care services,
1: and NDIS providers find qualified clinical professionals and registered nurses
0: great. So you've got your who you help and what you can help them with. And then RN turned recruiter. So they know you've got clinical experience, they know that they can trust your expertise, since you've been in their shoes before. And then free replacement guarantees on all recruits within three months. Now, if anyone is not, you know, if their socks are not blown by that statement, because I think that's a great statement, you know, (laughs) Of what you can provide, Kate, I don't know what will. So, love it. Yeah. So, that's just an example.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that just shows, like, sort of that audience statement, as you say, it, it ticks all the right boxes so people know, bang, okay, this is what you do, how you do it, and why you can do it.
0: Exactly. And if you're not preaching that on every social media platform and your website as well, again, talking about that first third of your website, if that's not on there, then people aren't going to usually scroll down if they're not impressed. You have to want them to want to learn more. So if that's something that you're struggling with, give me a shout, send me an email and I'll definitely help you make an audience statement that represents you and your business. Cool. What about you,
1: Kate? Perfect. Um, So this one, not keeping your word. So we've, we've spoken about this in other podcasts as well, but really, I guess, what that comes down to is if you say you're going to do something, do it. And it could be as simple as giving the client an update on the recruitment process, or as we sort of said before, following up with candidates, but it's really that integrity piece. And this is what will keep you in, in good stead with clients and candidates. If you say you're going to do it, stick to it and do it. And even like in that recruitment process, like we we spoke about before that, um, we got a client come on and they'd been trying to find someone for months and reached out to, to me and sort of said, this is what we need. You've got six weeks. So yeah. as much as it's like short deadline yet, but we can do it. I still said, yep, I can do this and I kept them updated the whole way through the process. So even after the first week, things were still quiet, but I still rang that client and said, look, this is what I've done. This is where I'm at. And this is the process moving forward. So, I still kept them updated the whole way through the process, and luckily enough, we um, found the ideal candidate, and mm-hmm. it's all gone through smoothly. But it's still keeping your word and, and following up with them, and and just yeah, making sure that what you say you're going to do, you follow through. That's mm-hmm. I think so important, and particularly in the industry with recruitment, because you hear so many stories about bad recruiters that don't do this or don't do that, or and yeah the industry can be a little bit tainted like that and i think if we all work together and are open and honest and and stick to our word we can sort of change that sort of feeling around recruiters i don't know i said to someone recently they asked me what i did and i said i'm a recruitment consultant and they said oh you're used car salesman and i went Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I felt like saying, "Like I haven't heard that before," but that's the impression that is sometimes out there about recruiters, and that's where I try to be really different. And the feedback from my clients and my candidates is that, yeah, you are different from those other recruiters. You're an independent recruiter, and you you deliver on what you say you're going to deliver on. And I think that's really, really important.
0: That's mad what that person said to you. <laughs>
1: But see, like that's, you just sort of go, yeah, okay. But that's how some people see recruiters because yeah. you think about it, like I know I've had some bad experience with recruiters in the past that have just churned and burned me because, yeah, like they wanted me for a role and I said no. And then they were like, well, fine. That's it. you yeah. we'll never talk to them again. And I'm like, hmm, oh, Yeah. And then they had the height to ring me up later and go, oh, I've got this other role now. And I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> I'll go direct to the client. Like, it's just, yeah. You just think, yeah, like
0: it's, yeah. See, that's the thing as well. When people think that, you know, they, they can, they feel like they can talk down to you because they think that they know everyone in your industry. Just because mm. your industry as a recruiter has a bad reputation, they think, oh, you're all the same. Exactly. No, no, there are some good people out there. Thank you very much. And you are changing the game there. Yeah, so that that's what we try to do. <laughs> that's what we try you are yeah that's what we're doing yes that's who we are <laughs> cool what else have we got on the marketing front so um for me i know ugh, hashtags i know everyone uses mm. them and it's it's a bit of a science behind them to be honest. And you wouldn't think that with hashtags. You just think oh you know, you know, this is just a they they're useful like Instagram and they're used to, you know, um basically it's kind of cheesy how people use them, but they are really really useful in ways of outreaching to people that you wouldn't usually be able to outreach to. So mm-hmm. the great thing with LinkedIn is you have your first degree connections when you post content it's automatically um, available for your first connections to see but if your first connections interact with your post either liking it voting on a poll commenting etc then their first degree connections can also see your post so essentially your second and third degree and beyond can also see your Post. So that means that there's, yeah, there's potential for your content to go viral. That's how viral content on LinkedIn is available. Um, And that's the same with Instagram and other social media platforms. But especially on LinkedIn, their algorithm is set for that kind of process to happen. And it's so much more, it's not easier, but it's so much more available for people to go viral on LinkedIn. So using hashtags can be your way in. And The one thing about hashtags is that if you use too many, you could be marked as spam. And that way, only your first degree connections, even if they like and comment and stuff, if you are flagged as spam, it won't be available for your second and third degree connections as well. So that's, yeah, yeah, you've got to be really, really careful. So they say on LinkedIn, you shouldn't use more than 10 hashtags. Mm -hmm. So I know sometimes I go a bit crazy on that and I'm still working out the science behind it since we do have so many niche categories. But on Instagram, they say no more than three, which is insane. Yeah. And on Facebook, I think it's five. So do your own research. It's always updating. It's very finicky and it is a science. So just be careful about your hashtag usage. You could be marked as spam, yeah. Wow. Because I see sort of, yeah,
1: some posts have all these hashtags on and I sort of think, wow, is that really, yeah, beneficial? But, yeah, I can see how it can... And when you explain the science behind it, how that's how it goes viral.
0: Yeah, exactly. So one day
1: we could go viral, Kate. Yeah. Keep hashtags, but not too many. We don't want to be spammed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cool. What about your third one? So this is an interesting one and really it's all about trying to get everything done in one day. Um, I know when I sort of start every day, I've got my list of, okay, I've got the date on the front and then I've got a list of everything that I need to follow up on or the things that I need to do on one side of the page. And on the other side of the page, I've got all my interviews or um, calls with clients or those sorts of things. And I sort of work through that list and, and tick it off as I go. But One thing that I'm learning is that I can't get it all done in one day. Sometimes you've got to prioritize and, okay, this is more important than that or what can be done to the next day. But then I don't want to fall into that trap of, oh, well that can get done the next day. That can get done the next day. I still want to be productive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I guess the other thing too, there's always tomorrow, which we can talk about. (laughs) Yes. But um, one thing I'm learning is that I can't control everything. And, Mm -hmm. You're dealing with people, um, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with all sorts of things. You can't control it. And even in my meditation apps with Balance, um, if you've listened to other podcasts, Balance is a great app for meditation. And if you go on there, and join up at the moment they're giving away a year subscription i'm not promoting <laughs> i'm not endorsed by them or anything like that but no. they, it's, it's a really good app just to sort of wind down or, or do your meditation so i've been doing that but one thing that they keep telling me on my meditation is that let things happen and you can't control everything so i i'm really starting to bring that into my daily life and, and into work and in that recruitment process of i can't control it be present do what I can do, but at the end of the day, yeah, you, you can't control everything. And don't try to get it all done in one day. Is just yeah. so important because I think if you do jam it in, you miss out, or you might make mistakes, or you might not be all over something that's very important. Yeah, you get everything done, but did you do it as well <clears throat> as you could
0: have? I think that's that's the that's the point I'm trying to make. I think, yeah no you hit the nail on the head I think yeah yeah um especially I really resonate with how you were saying that you know you feel like you need to get it all done in one day but there is always tomorrow and oh. um maybe I haven't told you this Kate so anyone who is watching at uh, watching listening as well I suffer with anxiety very very badly um to the point where I go into kind of panic attacks um oh. And yeah, so anyone listening, um, I'm a big advocate for therapy as well. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I started therapy um, is to get control over this anxiety. And the biggest thing for me and what's helped me is not only meditating, but also practicing the thought that I can't do everything today. But Mm. what I can do is write down everything that's making me feel anxious. And then if there's something I can do about it, do it and make like plans to do that either today tomorrow the next day whenever if there's things I can't control cross it out and you've got to let it go yeah because you don't know yeah you just don't know what's going to happen yeah
1: and that's so important I think is that that control piece and I like that idea of cross it out because you can't you can't do anything you just got to let it go and yeah like as we sort of said that there's always tomorrow and it and it can be so hard to get through everything in that one day and that's where I sort of look at it and and chunk it down to the most important things and then plan to plan and work your plan. So that's why I have my list and Mm -hmm. I have the best laid plans to get everything done. (laughs) I'm looking at my list now and there's I've actually got ticks on it because I've actually ticked off most of the stuff on there. But, um, yeah, I've got to learn not to go, oh, but I haven't done that, let's rush it. I've put the plan down. So just work the plan. If it's not going to get done, if it's out of my control, I'm now going to cross it out and move
0: along. If not, let's roll it over to tomorrow. Exactly. 100%. Cool. I guess for my last one, um, I can kind of put two together. Um, So I've got two left, but I'm going to put them together. So my fourth one is not making content. Kate (laughs) why are you laughing as charged (laughs) (laughs) it is so hard I'm so guilty about this myself but um so how I get over this basically what I always preach to my clients is that you should make one video a week and then one written post a week and I'm so bad at doing this myself um So it's gone to the point where I sit down once every two weeks or even once a month and I make videos nonstop for like two or three hours. But however, knowing me and Kate we've talked about this before it takes sometimes like 10 or 20 takes for one video because we get so caught up on that one little mistake that we made Mm -hmm. or the um umming and ah ahring too much and we feel like oh no I'm panicked now I can't do this now and we have to start again it's a problem so again I'm not perfect so even though I'm coaching people and telling people like how to do certain things I still struggle with it too don't think I'm perfect so yeah I'm finding it very difficult to make content. But if you're having trouble, just sit down once a week and just film two or three videos and write scripts, whatever you need to do. You don't have to, you know, say it word by word, but as long as you've got your point down, you've got it. Right. Um, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. I agree. And
1: um, as we were sort of saying, I do my video and then I'm like, quick, send it off. <laughs> but I'm now going to sit down and do smash all my videos out all on the one day. But I'm hopeless because I look at it and I go, but my hair's not right. Or this isn't right. Oh, I'm like, I just get too fissy and fussy. I've just got to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my two cents. So true. So true. And the last one, just really quickly, is not linking your successful content to your business profile or website. What are Mm -hmm. you doing? It's there. It's been successful. So on LinkedIn, you've got your personal profile and your business profile. Use your business profile and make people want to follow your business profile. You can also send invitations out from your business profile to get more people interested. Once you've got some, you know, people coming in, it'll be so easy to make content go viral just by itself, just let it go. Yeah, cool. That was my last one.
1: Perfect. So I guess, yeah, with my sort of last ones, I'll put them both together. So cool. from that client point of view, and we've had, lots of conversations, and it's my pet hate, oh no, sorry, pet peeve, if you've listened to the last podcast, um, is clients not giving feedback and then play that chasing game of, I'm chasing the client to get that feedback, the candidate's chasing me, everybody's running around chasing their tails and it's just not good. It's a nightmare. And that is what will keep you up at night and lead to the late nights Mm -hmm. of that chasing game. So that's from that client point of view. Then from the candidates, them not showing up for interviews or just going MIA. So as much as we're talking sort of about the bad habits of recruitment, this sort of falls on the candidate as well. But an interesting post, Holly, you put up last week on LinkedIn is around just reminding people that they they have an interview scheduled um, mm-hmm. and just sort of, yeah, reminding them, Hey, just, just reaching out to see that we're all good to go for tomorrow at 10 o'clock or whatever it is. So yeah, with the candidates, just, just follow them up a little bit. The day before the interview, if, if you're prepping them or if they're scheduled to interview with you, send them an email just the day before to say, hey, just checking in to see that we're all good to go so that then you're really reducing any risk of them not showing or going MIA. And if they do, well, then it's sort of falling on them a little bit as well yeah. so that you're not taking all of that responsibility and that burden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Oh, thank you for linking in my content as well there. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I linked in your content on my latest LinkedIn video
0: too. True. I've got to post that on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I will post that ASAP. So it's already on there by the time you're listening to this. Yep, Great. Perfect. So I guess that wraps things up. Hopefully we've given you some good tips and tricks to stop staying up so late at night though I'm pretty sure we're still gonna at some points someday stay up and not follow that our own tips and tricks but you know that's that's the learning curve we're getting better every day. Absolutely and it's about creating good habits mm-hmm. and I was reading something that to create a habit
1: takes 30 days yeah. and yeah I guess that's sort of my thing for next year my new year's resolution is create those better habits around reducing and not having to work late at night. Um Ooh, and, I yeah, love that being able to, I guess, turn off from work and not sort of think about it in the background. That's that's something that I want to work on and, and develop that new healthy habit. Oh.
0: Kate, that sounds amazing. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to have to make that my own resolution now. I'm going to take it.
1: <laughs> New Year's resolutions for me last about a month, but let's let's see. It, it, I'm putting it out there, so it's out there in the the wide world of podcasts now, so people can hold me accountable to it.
0: Funny that you say it takes 30 days to make a habit and yet you fall off the bandwagon after a, a month. <laughs> I know. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I think I literally get to the 30
1: days and go, yeah, I'm done. So I yeah. need to I need to. Then stick in there for another day, hit that
0: 31, and I'm good to go. Oh, man, always the last pet. So, if they want to find you, Kate, and check in on how you're doing on your 30 days, yeah, you that yeah. right one. Yeah, so if you want to find me, um, the
1: social media platform that I'm most active on is LinkedIn. So, search Kate flippants so K A T E. Like I've said before, i married into that one. So it's F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E. And you can see my profile and my content on there as well. And there are some contact details. If you did want to send me an email, my email is kate at recruiting.com.au. Or if you wanted to check out my website, which I'm thinking does have my face on it, my photos there, my website is alignrecruiting.com.au.
0: And Holly, where can people find you? Thank you so much. So again, I um, my name is Holly Alloway. You can find me on LinkedIn, H-O-L-L-Y-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. Um, so many L's and Y's in my name, I know. Um, and again, my picture is on there as proof of purchase. Um, 60% of your face. Actually, I don't think I follow that rule myself. So maybe to be fair, that photo is a year old. So I do need to update that. So, you know, before I knew that statistic, maybe I'll get even more clients. If I show 60% of my face, you never know. (laughs) Um, My email, if anyone wants to get in contact with me is holly at Solutions.com. and you can look at my website for any free resources, especially now I've got some resources up about how to make good content, um, how to improve your website, again, with even more tips and tricks, not just about how to use that first third of your website, it's all on there. And I've also got one to optimize your LinkedIn profile as well. And as well, if you wanted to interact with the podcast, ask some questions that we can answer on the podcast. You can either find us um, on Anchor, which is the um, platform that we use to produce our podcast. But we're also available on Spotify and Google Podcast, I think that's the name of it. And we also have an Instagram page. So just uh, look at on the right pod on the right track. Sorry, on the right track podcast for on Instagram to get in contact cool and you can find us every Wednesday at 12:30 AEDT time on Anchor Google podcast and Spotify there we go Whew, what a mouthful beautiful got it all out there in the end we <laughs> did all right we'll see you next time bye guys bye have a great week talk soon bye
1: bye